I'm Nathan Oren, and this is Journal Talk, the Q&A session where we answer your questions about journal writing. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Journal Talk Q&A, where we answer your questions about journal writing. And with me today, co-host and past Journal Talk guest of mine is Kim Addis. Hi, Kim. Hey, I'm so happy to be here again. It's so fun (laughs) to talk to you. It's fun to talk to you, too. Thanks. And I'm glad I saved up a few juicy questions for you because I knew you were coming and I and I, I knew the types of flavor of questions that would really work well with uh, what you do. Just in case people haven't heard uh, your episode, Kim Addis is the founder and president of Frame of Mind Coaching. It's an organization that I believe uh, very strongly in. I, I, I love what you do, Kim, and I've talked to some people, both of your coaches and the people who have come through your coaching, and just really always really uh, impressed with the level of professionalism and just the results that that people get from your coaching program. So thank you very much for what you're doing. I am thrilled to be here and happy to hear your juicy questions. (laughs) (laughs) We got a question from Mark, and this is actually a a question I've had before. I think I have a handle on it, but I would love to get your two cents on it as well. Mark asked, what is the difference between a journal therapist and a journal coach? And I, I completely understand that question. Have you heard that one before? I have never heard that before. I have never even heard of a journal therapist. And to be honest, I don't know that there's really any such thing as a journal coach, but we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> there's no such thing. Okay. Yeah. So I, you know, there are there there is a whole branch of people or, or there's a whole branch of people who call themselves journal therapists and you know the most famous organization i know of our famous might not be the notable notable organization is the center for journal therapy you know kathleen adams and and her whole school for journal therapy and She's got an institute full of classes and people graduate from her programs. And uh, my understanding is that if you are a therapist, like you have a practice, you know what I'm thinking? It might also depend on where you live. So in Canada and maybe in the UK and other, other countries, the difference between the, the distinctions in the therapeutic world, maybe not are are different than the distinctions here in the United States. But anyway, a journal coach, I hear that all the time. You don't hear about that or you're just questioning that it may not be a real thing. No, I mean, I've heard so for me, it's not a journal coach. It's a coach who uses journaling in their coaching process. So it's not a journal coach per se. It's a coach that leverages the power of journaling in order to gather more data to really connect with their clients to really get a sense of how their thinking impacts them to get a sense of their beliefs their thinking patterns their values their perspectives so they use the journal to help the client make dramatic progress but well, it's not <laughs> it's not it's not a journal coach because it's more than that 
Mm-hmm. You're saying putting the word journal in front of coach limits what the coach is doing or, or the so. perception that they're only focused on one thing, like how much you're writing or something. Right. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So the coaching is we're coaching the person. We're not coaching the journal. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think the same thing that you said is true about the journal therapist, because it is a therapist who has a practice and they've got letters behind their names and they've got, you know, counseling training and certification. They, they have to be on a board. So there's a license they have to keep active to be a, a, a certified therapist. And they specialize in different things. Like a therapist might specialize in post-traumatic stress disorder or, you know, bipolar you know, just mental health, different kinds of mental health issues. And they would say, I'm a journal therapist, meaning I use journal writing to help my patients, maybe not clients, clients, I don't know if they would say clients or patients, you know, make progress in their, in their therapy. Right. So it's very much the same thing. Very, very aligned. Yeah. So I guess that really comes down to Mark is, are you a therapist or are you a coach? Right. And so, so now the question becomes, what's the difference? And it, and you know, if you just look at the coaching world, there are so many different types of coaches. So just in that arena alone, you might say, well, what's the difference between a health coach and a business coach, a life coach and a, uh, a holistic health, you know, wellness coach, et cetera. So mm-hmm, what are the mm-hmm. difference between coaches? And that's one important question that's worth asking. And then when you understand the vast uh, variety of coaching styles, programs, philosophies that exist out there, then say, so what's the difference between that and then therapy? So so this is a big question. Yeah. Yeah. I, and go, do you have an answer? Well, when I look at a lot of people do ask me, what's the difference between frame of mind coaching, which I could definitely speak to and therapy and really what I want to say is that, you know, I remember when I was in therapy, I, I, I was married, got divorced, went to see a marriage counselor mm-hmm. uh, for a while. And I remember this, I, at the beginning, you know, my divorce was so emotional, so kind of very trying, very difficult and challenging. I would go to the therapist and I would, you know, unload, I would literally cry my eyes out, come out of there and feel like a complete rag, completely drained. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was a place where I could completely let go and, uh, unleash everything that was pent up and built inside of me. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I did it week one, week two, week three, by week five, I felt kind of funny. And I remember this feeling. I walked into the office and I sat down and I didn't feel as pent up as I did the previous week. But I, I sat down and I thought this, this relationship, this exchange is so bizarre. It's so like there's an inequity here. You know, I talk, he listens. you know, there's an imbalance here. And I remember going in and sitting down on the couch and saying, so what's new with you? And I remember just desperately wanting this balance. And so is that the main distinction between therapy and coaching? Well, no, you know, in frame of mind coaching, definitely the relationship is different between the coach and the client. But in coaching, we don't see you as having anything fundamentally wrong. We see you as Mm. having some thinking patterns that don't align with your goals, your desires, the direction you ultimately want to head in. Mm -hmm. But we don't see you as broken. There's nothing for us to fix. 
There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you. And so that's a huge distinction. The other distinction uh, that I think exists between therapy and coaching is that coaching is really all about the present and the future. Yes, we do go back to the past, but only so that it informs us about what's happening in your present. Mm. We don't need to go back and fix things that happened in the past or anything like that. We just need to understand how what happened in the past creates your current behaviors or influences your current behaviors. In therapy, there's a whole lot of time that's, that is spent going back to the past and, and healing the past. We don't do that in, mm-hmm, in coaching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that's that. I think that summarizes and and just how you said there's a whole world of different types of coaching. And of course, you're speaking of what you know most is the frame of mind coaching. I would say there's probably a whole world of therapy, too. They probably don't want to be, you know, put up in one in one category in one box either. But one thing I think is might be true about all those different forms is they follow a the DSM manual, you know, like the, what is the prescription or the category of behaviors that people report? And then they, they have a diagnosis of something and they label it, you know, X, Y, or Z. Like I just named a couple of them post-traumatic. I went to the doctor and, and talked a little bit about sadness around the holidays. And he said, there's such a thing as sadness, affective disorder or something. And it has to do with the level of sunlight. And people get confused and think that it has to do with, you know, the holidays, that people get sad around the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that's when those holidays happen is when there's less light. And so it might be that I just need a little more sunlight. So, you know, all these diagnoses and I, I love what you said about, you know, let's not try to fix anything. Let's just take you how you are and and work with you that way. And the only question that this brings up for me then is, you know, with therapy and all of the history and history and history of, you know, they've changed that DSM manual so many times, you know, because they're updating and they're realizing and they're learning more about how normal it is to be human right? <laughs> in all of the various ways that we are human. I remember one time when, when homosexuality was a was a diagnosis, you know, and had it had a treatment, and 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 now homosexuality, oh, that's normal. That's just you know part of being human. There's going to be a certain percentage of us, but there are standards. There are, there's a board. There's a much larger group with vast knowledge and experience, supposedly, that's overseeing the whole process. And you can't become a therapist just by saying you're a therapist. You go through a certification process, meaning it doesn't necessarily mean you have to believe or agree with all of their findings, but at least you have been coached or trained in their, you know, so that you understand it and that you're operating from certain ethical principles. Is there such a thing in coaching? Well, certainly there are lots of uh, certification programs in the coaching world. You know, the International Coaching Federation has a standard of, of operation. Now, does that mean that they graduate the best coaches in the world? Some are phenomenal. Not all of them are, just like any field. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. to me, in coaching, the, the question becomes a little bit different. And the question is, like, what is the track record of the coach? What is the, you know, what do the clients say? What, is, what kind of references do they have? What is the result that they're driving or generating for their clients? To me, that becomes more important in terms of really looking at 
any coach and deciding whether or not it's the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. You got to look, you got to look at that. So, and you know, there's another very important factor to me, which is what is the philosophy of this particular coach or coaching program? And understanding that philosophy first to see if it truly resonates is so critical because sure we could have, you know, hundreds of thousands of certified coaches a, that, that doesn't give them necessarily an automatic skill set to be a great coach, but also their, their point of view on coaching might not be the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. So you've got to screen for that regardless of certification, is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. And Mark, I hope this answers your question. What's the difference between a journal therapist and a journal coach? I think really take the word journal out of it and it's a therapist or a coach who uses journal writing as their as their tool or device, and I think that summarizes it pretty well. The next sort of sub-question on all this is, you know, you had mentioned, Kim, about, you know, you judge the therapist or the coach by the results that they produce or the, the, the philosophy that they have, making sure that it resonates with you and they're not leading you down some discomfort path. H- how do you do that? Well, so for me, you know, what I do is I ask the coach, how do you coach people? Like, what is the process? Like, what is the journey going to be like? Mm -hmm. A lot of coaches, when they talk to other coaches, they say, well, you have to describe for the client what it's going to look like at the end of the journey. Here's the island I'm taking you to. And what I'm far more interested in is what's it going to look like when I get in that boat with you? Mm. And can I see myself taking this journey with you? Can I see myself trusting you? Can I see myself sharing my most intimate personal secrets with you? Do you have credibility for me? Can I feel a certain degree of respect for you? Do you have, again, that track record where I can look and say, yeah, you know, this person has experience and I feel like I'm in good hands Mm -hmm. with this Mm -hmm. particular coach. Mm -hmm. So those are the factors for me that are super important. But when we look at philosophy, we're looking at, so what type of coaching is this? Is it accountability-based coaching? Well, let's look, for example, at someone who's interested in losing weight. So what's the approach going to be? Is it, you know, here are a bunch of recipes and what I want you to do is track your food every day, log how much water you eat and tell me how much exercise you do every day. And we're going to talk like once a week and I'm going to check in on you. That's Mm -hmm. one type of coaching. Now, I know that if I were the client, that type of coaching would not work for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I don't I don't need a, like I, I hate the idea of tracking anything. So like, <laughs> you know, that wouldn't work for me right off the bat. You'd have me for a week and then I'd, I'd run away. I'd get lost. And so the process and seeing yourself engaged in a process, like imagining the journey with this particular coach yeah. is super important. And if the therapist you were telling at the beginning here, if the therapist who you were seeing told you, you know, week after week, you're going to come in, sit down in this chair, you're going to pour your heart out, you're going to cry about situations that we discuss, and then you're going to, you're eventually going to come back five or six weeks later, sort of empty and, and feeling like you've released everything and nothing's pent up. Would that have, would, would that have teased you or lured you into? No, because I would have said, and then what? <laughs> Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So like I'm looking for something more than that. I'm looking for you know, what's the outcome going to be? What how am I going to shift my 
outcomes, whether it's emotional, physical, practical, professional, whatever, how am I going to shift? Mm-hmm, am I going to mm-hmm. feel differently? Mm-hmm. Where, where are we headed here? What's the goal of this particular coaching? Now, sometimes, you know, a coach will say, well, what is the goal that you want to achieve? And I'm, I'm telling you, I have this conversation with so many coaches because that is their approach. They say, you know, tell me the goal you want to achieve. Let's create a plan. Let's break that plan into smaller components. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. as a coach, I'm going to hold you accountable to that plan. Well, I believe that, you know, in the vast majority of the cases, clients come in and they don't have a clear idea of what their goal is or what they want or where they're going. So does the coach offer a goal or? No, that's inappropriate, right? Right. So part of the, part of the question is what's preventing you from from claiming the goal. And it has to do with beliefs that say, I don't think that's even possible. So I don't even want to voice it. Mm -hmm. And so they bury their desires. They like deeply bury them because they don't believe they have the talent or skill set for it. They don't believe they deserve it. They don't believe it's possible. They don't believe that their life will accommodate that. They don't believe they have the resources for it. And so you know, the goals that clients state right up front aren't always even relevant. Mm. They're nice to know, but they're not necessarily true, authentic desires mm-hmm, until mm-hmm. coaching happens. Yeah, then you start to say, and that's where the journal comes in because you'll see traces of all those fighting, struggling beliefs in the journal. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very good. Thank you so much, Kim. Mark, I wish you had had more. You didn't say why you were interested in knowing the difference, but hopefully we've given you a good taste of at least one side of the coin here. And certainly we've answered the question, the difference between the journal therapist and journal coach. And if you give me your address, Mark, I'll send you a thank you gift for offering up this great question. And we'll see you in the next episode of Journal Talk Q&A. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. It was great to be here. Thanks for listening to Journal Talk Q&A. If you have a question you would like featured on the program in a future episode, please send it to me at Nathan at EasyJournaling.com. Nathan at EasyJournaling.com. I would love to feature it here and send you a little thank you gift for sharing your question. You can also send it to me in the form of a voice message. If you would like to share your voice on Journal Talk Q&A, you can dial this number. It's one 805-751-6280. That's a United States number and only normal toll charges apply. There's no extra charge for Journal Talk Q&A. Thanks everyone again and have a great week and we'll see you next time. Meanwhile, keep on writing. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life an online resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.write, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, life, L-I-F-E, dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. 